Welcome to our story of an impossible debt. Where first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes paying off your student loan debt. My wife and I paid off $120,000 of student loans living in expensive Orange County, California. Yes, it's a lot of money. Yes, it took sacrifice. And yes, we're crazy. We never knew how big of a decision this would be, but we always knew it would be worth it. So follow us on our journey and how we made the impossible possible. Hey everyone, welcome to Impossible Debt. On today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about how sometimes when partners get married, I know in one of the episodes, Andrew shared that even before we got married, he was pretty much committed to paying off my student debt. And I feel like there's been a lot of talk. I've seen some things on social media where it's okay to, to not take on that debt. And so I think it's it's one of those situations where I feel like we we need to dive a little bit deeper into it. What we really, really want to touch base on is the relational aspect of it. And does it really matter if the spouse doesn't want to pay for it and vice versa? So this is a big deal when it comes down to relationships, because I remember when I was applying to grad school and obviously USC came up. It was 80 grand at the time. The program, it was a two-year program, MSW. And I, I mean, I, we, for sure we talked about it, but I kind of was thinking, you know, it's my loan. It's going to be my debt. I didn't really think much of it as once we're married, it's our loan. Like it's our debt. But why didn't you think that though? Because I thought, you know what? It's my schooling. It's my schooling. And if you didn't want to be on the same page with me on that, which I wasn't even thinking about it. I just kind of thought if you were not okay with it, it's, it was going to be my loan. So if I, if I would have never said anything, you would have never like had that conversation with me about, Hey, let's get on the same page to see how we're going to, how we're going to knock this thing out. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think because of what I was hearing back then, as far as loan forgiveness and payment plans. I just, honestly, I just kind of thought I was always going to have this loan forever and it was just going to be there. And somehow, some way you probably had to be okay with that. So you're saying you didn't want any help with it at all? Let's just, because I- I, I never- was just kind of thinking like, thinking ahead. Like if you were okay with not wanting to pay it off or, but again, we weren't even thinking about wanting to pay it off back then. We were just, yeah. we just knew that we were going to have this amount of debt under our name. Right. And you're saying, so you're saying that because we were so focused on the student loan forgiveness, there was really never a conversation about until, until we got serious, obviously, but there was never really a conversation about, oh, should he help me out with it? Because no. right. again, we were so focused on, and we had agreed on that student loan forgiveness, right? Right. So, okay. So so that goes back to my same question. Though. So let's say that you did want help on the student loan. Would you, and, and I didn't want to help you. And let's just say you had the conversation with me and said, okay, you know what, Andrew, like it would, it would be really cool if you were able to help me out with this. Now, you know, once we get married, then we could be on the same page on that. And what if I came back to you and I said, you know what, I don't know about that. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, because obviously we sold our properties, right? Mm-hmm. What if I said, I'm not gonna sell those properties. I'm not gonna do that. We'll figure out a different plan, but it's going to kind of be on you now. I think now, hearing what you're saying, that's tough. That's right. tough knowing that I, I wouldn't have support from you. But I think back then, I, I probably would have been like, that's fine. 
you know, that's, it's my loan. It was my choice to go to school. So I think we always base our decisions or even things that we bring into our marriage based off of stuff that, you know, again, what we decided before marriage. And so even when marriage came into play, I mean, were we really, we were really serious about two becoming one. Right. Well, that's, again, this goes back to our faith and it goes back to this is and the, the main reason why I decided to to take charge in it and and make sure that we did get on the same page and make sure that you were clear that it was clear that I was going to be able to help you. I didn't want any kind of ambiguity in this whole process and not knowing, not having like this clear plan, because again, not having a clear p- a plan isn't going to get you to your goals. And so that's why our faith makes it so clear that you've got to be one in a marriage. And so if that's the case, like if we're one in a marriage, then we're one in decisions on how we raise our kids. And it's we're one on how we, you know, deal with problems in our life. And also with that, it's we're one in how we pay off the student loan debt. And so that's basically where it came down for me. And there was never any second guessing if whether or not I should do this. There was irritation on my part. There was frustration. But I knew from the get-go when I knew that we were going to get married that we had to get it done together. Right. And so that brings up an interesting topic because the the reality is that there's no right or wrong answer with this. So if you're listening to this and you think that we're telling you that as a spouse, you have to pay the other person's student loan debt, we think that you should. But we're not sitting here and telling you that legally you have to pay for that. The cool thing about what you're doing is that you and your house, you can you can do whatever you want. We're just explaining that for us in our house, we decided to get on the same page. We decided to knock it out because we, we were aware of how much more um, productive we could be if we got on the same page. So would you say this goes, let's say people are listening here and they don't have student loan debt, but maybe they have a car loan or credit card debt. Would you say that it's the same for all debt? Yeah. Yeah. The, the name doesn't change. A debt is a debt to me. And you've heard, actually, you've heard clients tell you, oh, that's her debt, right? Versus, no, this is ours. And sometimes... Have you corrected your clients when, so it, when you hear that? So I, there's a lot of both of it. There's a lot of, I've had clients where the 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 one spouse gained a bunch of debt and the other spouse was just on board 100%. Like, yeah, we're going to do this together. And that's cool to see, right? Then I had other couples where that wasn't the case. And so I'm working with somebody right now where uh, this person is dating and they're serious. They're not really going to get married because that's kind of what, that's not in their long-term plans. But they're going to be a partnership forever is what I'm hearing. And so with with them, it's it's tricky because they are dealing with some kind of legality, legal aspects to their to their debt, right? But sticking to the the moral aspect of it, he's embarrassed to talk to his girlfriend about this debt. She knows about it. But what I'm getting from him and what he what he told me was that he doesn't want her to pay for it because it's not her fault. He said that he feels that he needs to take that burden and not her because it's, it's again, it's his debt. And so I had a conversation with him and I said, well, if if that's true, and if, if you guys want to do that, that's fine. But why would you want to carry that burden? And I was like, if the roles were reversed and if she had this debt, would you not want to pay it off? And he's like, and his, his response was 100%. I would want to help her pay it off um, as fast as we could. And so I said, what's the difference? And, of course, and again, there's a lot of cultural aspects that go in with that. And we were we were actually diving into a lot of that. And we were talking about how we're supposed to be the leaders of this house. And that's one of the reasons why he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to bring her into this problem because he's the one that started this debt. 
And so because of that, he's he's looking at it as like since he started it, he needs to finish it on his own. And I'm trying to teach him like, no, let's let's get a plan together where both of you guys are on the same page if you guys are going to be a partnership forever. And that way we can move forward. Because I think the main question is is this is it starts there. But as being a financial coach, there's so much more than just getting out of debt. There's so much more than just fixing your finances. There's planning for retirement. There's planning for investment advice. There's planning for who's going to take care of your kids if if somebody were to die or if both of you were to die. Like there's so much planning that gets into this whole nucleus of a family that where does that lead to and where does it stop? Because if you're not having a conversation where you guys are on the same page, how are you going to tackle debt and how are you going to fix your finances? Then how are you having the conversations about where the kids are going to stay if you guys both die? Or how are you guys having a conversation on when are we going to retire and how much money are we going to retire with? Because if you guys have had the conversation of retirement and a date and a dollar amount, it's kind of hard to get to that goal if the basics aren't being talked about, such as you know budgeting, debt management, if you guys have debt, um, savings accounts, stuff like that. All those goals are super hard to get to if those basics aren't being fulfilled. And so I guess my question is like, to you guys out there. And if you guys have any comments, you guys can definitely leave them. If you guys have separate accounts, how are you managing that? Because of course it's, it's totally possible. And I'm speaking to so many people, it's evident that a lot of people do that. And again, that's totally okay if it's working for you guys, but at the same time, we want to make it clear that it's so much more productive and so much more um, efficient if you guys are on the same page. And we're just curious as, as far as, you know, how it does work. Like you said, um, but I think going back to your client, so you mentioned pride. I feel like there's, again, just a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. Obviously, getting a degree, it, it's such a proud moment. So I feel like I was, you know, and I'm reflecting back, I think I was super proud about getting a master's degree. But again, I, it was, I was 80 grand, you know, right. it was in and, debt. And so with the shame part, like, it's funny you brought that up. And because, so with this specific client, one of the main reasons I think that he's dealing with the shame is that as a man, being the man of the house in our culture, right? The Hispanic culture, like it was, it's something that he feels that he needs to take care of on his own without the wife being, uh, or without the girlfriend or the wife help, helping him. Secondly is, so he's not, he's not actually doing the things that he went to school for now. That he could act- be it too. Yeah. And, and so he actually started a different career path and he's, he's on a great uh, the trajectory is pretty good for him to make really good money in this new career path, but it's not what he got his degree in, you know? And I think there's a lot of shame in that as well. And I just want to, if that's who you, if that's you right now and you're listening to this, I don't care what degree you got. I don't care what you're doing now in comparison to that degree, or if you're doing something in that specific field, cool. I really don't care. What I care about is that you've got a plan today, that you've realized that you needed a plan and you're you're doing the necessary steps to get you to where you want to go to in your goals. Like who cares what you did five, 10, 20 years ago? It's irrelevant. So that's kind of the message that I want to get to today is that, and that's the message that I gave to my client was that you're doing so well right now that maybe, because honestly, the degree that he got is that he got in, that's his passion, you know? And so I told him, I said, think about the potential of you being able to like be being successful in this new line of work. And then being able to go back one day and doing what you want to do because he's such a creative person. That's what he wants to do, you know? And I I think he can still do that now on the side. So I would definitely agree. And 
again, there's just a lot of cultural and behavioral aspects that goes along to the decisions that we've made or that we we're going to make. And so I think this is a, a, a good segue to the next topic. So going back to whether the spouse is responsible for the, or should help out the, the, the other spouse in regards to their debt. There's just one question I have for you guys is, is, and this is a, this is the one sticking point where I just, I can never get clarity when it comes to clients or when I ask people about their specific situation, when they have separate accounts is what if, you do want the help from that other person. And what if you guys aren't on the same page? And what if that spouse says, you know, we shouldn't pay this debt off, right? Like, let's say if you wanted to pay off your student loans and you came to me and said, hey, you know what? We need to knock this out. I think we could knock it out in a couple of years. And I came back to you and I said, okay, that's cool. But I really want to do the student loan forgiveness program. And I'm adamant about it. And I'm not going to change my mind. Like, how difficult would that be for you guys? If And so we really want to hear you guys' comments on how you guys maneuver this because it's it's super interesting. and. For people like us who really love talking about money and mental health, this is like where it gets interesting because we want to know what you guys honestly think. So to, so to answer your question, and I know earlier we talked about how tough it would be, especially if you weren't on, if we weren't on the same page. So let's say you wanted to do the the ten year, and I wanted to just pay it off, right? I it would be hard. It would be hard because again, we're we're married and we I feel like again, going back to our values is like, hey, we agree to be on the same page. So that's kind of what that's why I brought it up is because I agree. That would be difficult, right? And it would be kind of it would be a shame that one spouse wouldn't want to be a part of it. And the reason I asked that is because earlier you had said that before we got married, that you didn't want me to be involved because of that shame or because of that guilt. And you didn't want me to feel that burden of you having of me having to pay that loan that you got before we got married, right? And now you're saying that if we did get married, and obviously we did get married, but if we did get married and I didn't want to help you, that it would kind of hurt. And obviously it would hurt because I w- it would kind of hurt me too. Because again, it for sure goes against our values. And here's my point is that if you're not having the money conversation, like the deep money conversations and being on the same page prior to marriage, are we really having conversations about how we're going to raise our kids? Are we really going to have conversations about, you know, politics and and religion? Like, I just don't think people are having these conversations. And if they are, maybe they're just not agreeing. And so they maybe just agree to disagree and they decide to still get married, which is again, totally fine. But it doesn't answer the question that I'm trying to get to is that if one day you decided that you wanted me to help you and I said no, because again, we had talked about that prior to marriage, Right, and you said that you were going to take care of it because, again, you internally you felt that shame. You can't really blame me now because I'm not trying to help you. Right, and I think going back again five six years ago, I think I was in that mindset because again I was the one trying to get into grad school and it was like my second year trying to get in, and I was thinking, you know what, this is my last chance. I know it's expensive, but I'm not going to try again for a third year. I need I need to better myself. I need to get a better job. I I want this degree. So pretty much I was kind of I had that mentality of of no one's going to stop me. Even you as my partner, and my boyfriend for 2 3 years, I just kind of thought you're not going to stop me. So if you said no, I was going to say I was still going to say yes to it. And so that's what maybe why I was thinking it's going to be my loan because if you told me no, it's mine. I'm going to agree to it. I'm the one who's signing for it. Does that make sense now? No, it totally makes sense. And so if you have a listener out there right now 
who's listening to this and they're in the exact same position, right? They're dating somebody, they're potentially going to get married to somebody and they're sitting there and they're thinking, you know what? Like I'm, I'm kind of with Alex right now. These are my loans. I'm going to pay for them, right? And, and they feel the shame. They feel the guilt of, of having debt. But then they fast forward their life, you know, a couple of years and they get married now and they want to ask their spouse for help. What kind of advice would you give uh, that specific person who's listening and, and had that same mindset that you did at one point, but want to change it? So if you're that person, I would say, you know what, take a look at where you're at now and maybe where you were at before, kind of like what I'm doing now. And so you would kind of honestly just humble yourself and, and kind of get a, get rid of a little bit of that pride or that shame or that guilt that you're feeling. And then I would, I would definitely just say, let's bring up that conversation to your partner or your spouse and say, hey, you know what? Things have changed. I now think this. I now want to do this. What are your thoughts in supporting me? Okay, but that brings up a really, really good question because what you said was you should really look at yourself and humble yourself. How would one person humble themselves in that situation? Well, let me throw that back to you because you were the one who in the beginning was like, all right, let's do it. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be our loan. So I kind of want to hear what you were thinking and then what your solution is to that. So being that I was kind of in that situation, I think what I would want from my spouse or from my partner is is for sure what you said. You gotta humble yourself. But more importantly, what kind of historical pattern do you have with following through with paying off your debt? Like if you've been paying off this debt ever since we've known each other, then okay, I can trust you. Like, is there trust involved? Because again, I'm the type of person when I make up my mind on something, I'm going to go 110%. And so with that being said, there would have to be a lot of trust involved. There would have to be um, a sincere, I wouldn't want an apology, but there would have to be some sincere like conversation and how you changed and why you changed. And obviously it's, it would be so we can be on the same page and that's fine. That's great. And so then, the, then comes the humility aspect of it. And so I think when it, when it comes to humility, I'm, there's nothing you can really do to prove you're humble. I think it just, it comes down to, are you really willing to change? Are you really willing to put the work in? And if you are, then that kind of proves that you were humble and you did have to humble yourself in this situation. And that's why we always say that it's so important for couples to be on the same page with money because we wouldn't want this to come up. And sometimes it does because us as a couple, we obviously didn't make the best decisions back then, but we tried to be in sync with um, our decisions, money-wise and everything else. But we know that some couples aren't having those conversations. So when, who can spark up the conversation or uh, what would you say? Like when, when do these conversations usually come up? Like, hey, let's get together with our finances. So let's just say worst case scenario, you're already married and these conversations were never happening. They've got to happen like today. Right. And again, it's the it's the approach. And if you're that couple that hasn't had that conversation, again, what what do couples say or how would you start up that conversation of I'll, like, hey, let's be in sync with our money, with our finances, let's be in a better place. So what I would say, if for instance, us two, we've never discussed money, and then I started seeing like there was imbalances and there was stuff, there was holes in our in our finances. I was just simply at dinners or something, just say, Hey, listen, we we really gotta talk about this. There's a problem here. I think the person that's obviously in charge of the money and say, you know what, we need to sit down and we need to have this conversation because there's holes in our financial plan that we need to fix. And if we don't fix them, then we're not going to be as as productive together as possible. But again, I think that goes back to somebody has to take the lead. And so when is the right time? I mean, it's got to be today. 
once you realize that a change needs to happen. And the reason I bring this up is because it's it's something that has to happen because at what point does it stop? Like, where does it stop? As I was saying earlier, there's so many issues that are involved in a marriage that that you need to be on the same page with. So many critical issues is that, so what, what my question is like, what happens if the spouse doesn't want to pay the loan at all? And now you're married to this person and one day they wake up and they say, you know what? I'm just not going to pay it. I'm going to default on it and hopefully I can get bankruptcy, which probably isn't going to happen. And so what if the worst case scenario happens and this person that you married because you guys never fully have this conversation says, I'm not going to pay for it anymore. Or let's just say this deferment process that what if the spouse says, you know what? I, I've been so comfortable not paying it. I'm just not going to pay it. Who cares? I don't care about the ramifications of, of, you know, wage garnishments. I don't care about any of that. I just don't like the student loan. I've been scammed into it and I don't want to pay it. And so my question is, what, what do you do then? It's affecting your household in the sense that now you can't plan productively for how you guys are going to budget, how you guys are going to spend money. Like this loan that this person doesn't want to pay now is being a ball and chain in your guys' life. And so that's my main concern is because that's such a rarity, but it's a total possibility. So going back to the shame and guilt, I think I was a little bit more as far, you know, leaning towards, you know what, it's it's my debt just because, again, you had what you had and it was like value. You had properties, which was value. Me, on the other hand, I was like putting, I was, I, it was dead. And so a lot of a lot of the difficult part or thinking in 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 my head was that again we we could have we could we could have dismissed it and we could have focused on saving up for a house so we want to thank you for listening and we want to definitely hear a little bit about your situation and how this might help you but again we appreciate all the love and support <laughs>